everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. For all our new listeners, my name is Leslie. I'm Jessica. And I'm Stephanie. And this is our podcast called Dream Big Miha. So before we get into uh, the entire discussion and our opinions of what we thought of the first episode, we'll first give you a brief summary of what the entire show is about. The show is based around um, five main characters. Um, and these main characters go through a process of family separation where the um, mother and the father are deported um, after it was found out that they didn't have the documents needed in order to stay within the United States. And it's left in hand, so like the older siblings have to take care of each other and survive. The five, char- the fi- the five main characters that the entire show um, is based on, um, there are five children of immigrant parents mm-hmm. of immigrant parents as i said and their parents are deported and the entire series is just based upon what exactly the hardships are after a separation and the things they learn and how they take care of each other as a family mm-hmm. um and that's just a general brief summary of what the entire show is about and now we can get on to the first episode discussion Okay, so let's start off in the beginning of the episode. The beginning of the episode is a very, very nice scene. So it starts off with um, a family dinner, and it's very common for the family. They have weekly Sunday dinners, and in the first scene, you see Val and her two parents and Rafa, the youngest of the family, and they're there celebrating Val because she is in advanced ninth grade math. Um, and then the then you go in and then it goes into other scenes of the other family members. It goes into Emilio's, which who is the oldest, who isn't living with them anymore. Goes into Lucia's, who isn't with them at the dinner because she's out studying. And then goes into Vetos, who is on a bus coming home from practice. And it it's a very key. It's very, it's very key in the first scene because the three older siblings aren't there for the moment where their parents are being deported. Um, and as the as it keeps on going, you see immigration police go into the restaurant, and it's it's already routine for them to um, to escort everyone out. Not the not the immigration police, but the owner, the father of the kids. So by the time they're in already. Everyone that's illegal is out, right? Because his main priority is protecting others. And it was a big surprise for him that they were there for him, not for his workers. And you see how the immigration police handle them, how they talk with them, how they're like, okay, you have no papers, come with us. And you see the mother um, with Rafa in her hands saying, no, 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 please, no, I have a baby. Don't, don't take me away from my kid. And the, um, she hands the baby to a waitress that works for them and you see Val in the like in the corner like trying to like go with them screaming mommy papi like don't go don't leave me look what's happening and it's a very heartbreaking scene like I, I really mm-hmm. cried because mm-hmm. you see so many videos online especially like me on Facebook like I'll see constantly videos of like deport deportations and mm-hmm. it's very heartbreaking like I was crying for the scene so was I like you see all the news and you see that like stuff like this actually happens here in real life like people undocumented are constantly getting deported their families are like watching them leave some families even like meet each other like on the border just because they miss each other and that's like traumatizing for like 
not only like the younger kids like who witness these type of things but also for like the older ones who are like burdened with the responsibility that they shouldn't have at that age to take care of everyone else and and the, the entire scene was just heartbreaking because it it wasn't as um violent as other real life scenes that i have seen i haven't seen an actual deportation with my own eyes but i've seen videos of deportations and they're a lot more um violent a lot more dominant they aren't just like oh papers give me papers okay you have no papers okay come on i'm gonna handcuff you no in so many videos i've seen people getting dragged i've seen um immigrant police like go inside their house break in and just like drag them out with kids with everything and it's it's so disturbing seeing those videos um but it i'm glad that they at least showed a certain scene a certain scene that is common but that is common when it comes to deportation and it Mm -hmm. truly shows emotions like in every person's face in that situation from the person that's getting deported from those that are around it if it's in a public space and from the family members and, and how yeah. yeah and like the cameras really did really good on like getting the facial expressions they got like every clip it showed a different emotion all mixed feelings about like the whole situation the sudden like sudden uh, unexpected unexpected scene that they never thought they what, never saw coming Mm-hmm. That couldn't like they thought that couldn't be them, you know. Yeah. Um. And and that was just the first scene. The whole episode hits you hits you like a train. Like I I cried so much watching this first episode, and I purposely like had to hold myself back from continuing on because I really didn't want to spoil anything or like have other opinions just from other episodes and not the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's continue on to more scenes that have come up ahead so um the scene that really really impacted me a lot was when they were in the how do you call detention it? center the detention center getting ready to be deported um and this is this is a lot more further in yeah, the episode this is, so we'll be going back and forth like yeah, in, this is like kind of towards the middle but leaning more towards the end um you see like the older siblings coming along finding out that their parents are deported and are being are going to get deported and um you really see the um older siblings come together in this um in this scene um you see Lucia holding her, like her trying to hold her mom and dad's hand but you um you hear the immigration police officers yelling saying no touching you can't touch hands and Lucia's like ready to um, say something about it, but her dad stops her and he says, um, "No, you gotta show respect. You gotta show them that we uh, have respect yeah, as like well." Like he says, um, "Show your dignity. Like sure. show your dignity, Miha. Like show you show that like you think of yourself highly, right? Like don't just have a sudden outburst." And mm-hmm. she responds with. She responds with, um, they don't even treat us like people, why should we? Like, they don't care about us. And they don't like care that. about and then, us. Like, the, this line, like, the line that his, her father says, he's like, dignity, miha, dignity. And she's like, no, papi, like, they don't care about us. He's mm-hmm. like, so you show yourself. And that, that, like, really made me think about, like, a lot of father figures in my life and even my own dad. Because, like, most of them have always, like, told, like, talked to us about, like, okay, if other people don't respect us, you treat other people better so that you think... So you think well of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Don't do it for others. Do it for yourself, right? Yeah. And her father was really, like, trying to push 
like to not give in to what they were trying to like make you mm-hmm. do just um to show your that you're also like an important person that it's just not them like you're um you also have your standards and you also have to um, how do you say it you can't you can't just cuz cuz her father fully understands like at this point cuz it's before they get deported um, and it's even before their um, their entire court scene, because mm-hmm. this is just it's still not sure if they're going to be deported mm-hmm. or not. So, but he understands exactly what could happen. So he is trying his best to show that, like, no matter what happens, like, and no matter how they treat us, because we know how they treat us, like, don't let that get to, get to you, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't let it affect you, because whatever happens is going to happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And the scene that, like, I thought was most, like, impacting, like, in all aspects is that last scene where, like, the the parents are, like, now, like, the whole court case proceeded and everything, and it was, like, for sure that they were going to get deported. And, like, they were at in um, in a detention center waiting for the buses that would take them back to their home countries. And, like, they got one last talk with their children. And when, like, they, like the father told his older son, Emilio, like... He um, he told his oldest son that he was very proud of him and that he had to take care of the children and like and that he had to be very strong for everyone and that like it was like something that like came unexpected and like it nothing could prepare them for that and like you could see that in that scene where like the moment that they were torn apart like you could like feel almost that like that emotion that they had mm-hmm. or like they didn't want to be separated and they just wanted to be together and like that uncertainty kind of like hurt them in all these different levels and like from the youngest kids to like the oldest the mm-hmm. mom who didn't want to let go of her like youngest son who was only a toddler and like was scared that like he would forget her mm-hmm. the the this entire scene like the entire scene of the separation from the conversations that they had even this i think this whole entire scene like um happened in like less than a minute yeah Mm -hmm. it was very quick and it goes to show how quickly these things happen and how impactful they are Mm -hmm. and and you talk and like you talk you talked about like how like the conversation and everything like how he's like you know what i'm proud of you and everything like these conversations um are very common in our community because we're all hispanic world from mexican like Mm -hmm. mexican parents Mm -hmm. um and you don't really hear often like that your parents are proud of you right yeah. like those words you don't really hear often like i hear it often now with my dad because i had a conversation with him and we've like fixed our like we we had a discussion and we are more verbal now but to hear your parents say that i'm proud of you even after so many mm-hmm. problems that you guys have had like that's a very impactful thing and i like i really like to like i really think of like these whole deport like deportation like the last scenes as mm-hmm. almost like a death scene like a death scene because mm-hmm. when people when someone dies you never are able to say the words you want to say before they leave right because mm-hmm. we never know when someone's gonna die you're ripping like their innocence away from them from the yeah. children's and and you see like the father telling him like even before the father was like um like being a musician that's not a job like why are you gonna be a musician and like you see you hear the dad saying all this stuff and then at the end before he leaves he's like you know what keep on being a musician, do what you love, I'm very proud of you, and you even hear um, Emilio, like, I'm sorry, Dad, I'm sorry, Dad, I'm sorry that I'm, I couldn't be the like type of son that you wanted, sorry I'm a disappointment, and, and it, it's a very heartbreaking conversation to have when you know that your dad, your parents are leaving. 
Um, and and a big part, a big part of the scene that I really, I really liked. Um, what I really liked about like the scene is um, like how Leslie was saying how um, her dad, his dad was saying like I'm proud of you, like thank you for everything, and he was like no I'm such a disappointment. They still continue to talk behind the wires, like they the were wired fence. The, um, his dad was grabbing him um, and like it just like zoomed in and it, you just got like the whole impact in you and you really like because from my like and like how Leslie was saying like she um she hears it more often now but like I don't like in my family we don't really hear like I'm proud and my family's like really like the stereotypical Mexican family so um hearing those words it impacts you like it, it, it hits you really really hard and for his dad to say, I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you for everything you've done. And his son even like moved out. It's like a really, really big scene for uh, a lot of us. Very, very impactful. Like I I can say that we all cried a lot during mm -hmm. this yeah. scene. I had to pause this scene. And and you really have to appreciate the camera work yes. during this scene, yeah, right? Because really this scene happened very quickly and it got the right angles. It got the right angles, and it really portrayed how fast this this entire mm -hmm. situation happens in real life, right? It's not just a five-minute conversation at a table, and then you take three minutes to walk to the, No, no, no. It was like, okay, you know what? You have a minute to talk here, and then from there, you're going to be, like, go, walking as slow as you can, taking out, like, as much time as you can. And you see the camera work, like, slowly go with them and following them, even to, like, the fence. Like, you see that they're slowly, like, putting their fingers through the, like, wired fence, mm -hmm. trying to, like... Um, savor like every every touch because mm -hmm. they don't know when they'll see each other again and yeah it's like the you can see that desperation that and like that like emotion mm -hmm. and they really don't stop they really like they kind of like stop for a second but continue going like seeing the police officers behind them mm -hmm. they um they try to walk as slow as possible just to get like those little moments with their kids for one last time I feel like um, you can really hear and see the desperation throughout this entire scene. And you mm -hmm. see the parents like crying, the children crying, really like out of desperation. And I feel like you can really see the desperation more in um, Lucia. Because Lucia, out of, I feel like out of all of them, like really, really, really shows it more how much it's impacted her because you mm -hmm. see her like doing her outbursts you see her like crying like no 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 like man no te vayas like don't leave and and you see them walking like trying to touch each other as much as they can before they go off like to the other side like it's a door that like separates them like it's a mm -hmm. wired fence and then it's a door and the camera work does like a very beautiful job in this like it follows them like from the middle so you can see both sides how mm -hmm. it looks from both sides and it switches off all the way until the kids are seeing their parents walk past the door. And then from there, the camera work switches. And you see the camera, like, record as the door is being shut. And you can only see the families, like a broken family, between a small window behind a wired fence. And that really, like, impacted me. Because mm -hmm. you could clearly see both um, point of views in this. Yeah, and I feel like people sometimes don't think of, like, the sheer, like, extent of, like, what happens after. They see, like, the beginning, but not, like, the suffering that goes on, like, after. 
and it's like something that like impacts everyone from like the kids to like the people those kids are like like have connections to or have relationships with like it can screw up a lot of things and it's not just um it's not just like missing the parent figure and it's not just all the pressure the older child get it's also like the psychological problems it causes seeing like your parents walk through the door thinking one day you will never see them ever again it was your last time seeing them your last hug it just a sudden regret comes to you and it's like i should have treasured my parents when i had them i should have done this to for them to be proud of me i should have done all this stuff just what if if I would have done this differently, would my parents still be here? Like all, like a lot of different thoughts come to mind. It leaves a lot of regret behind because, like, you never like realize that that could happen to you, and that could happen to your family. Mm-hmm. Like you think of like family sticking together through it all, in some cases, and like for that to happen, it just throws everyone off. And you really see like um, the mom, like their mom goes like through a really, really tough choice and she decides to leave Rafa their child with their older siblings so they would so instead of so he would remember his siblings more than her uh for mm-hmm. for like that entire yeah. for that entire scene that that entire scene happened before they met like they met up with the kids before the court case and the entire question was like the mo- the mom was um completely like thinking of like okay um, what are we gonna do with Rafa? Like I'm thinking of like going to here, and then the dad is like, no, I don't think we're gonna be able to take him. Like, what type of life are we gonna be giving them over there in Mexico? Like, what type of job am I gonna be getting over there? A thousand five hundred dollars a month? Like, what is that gonna get him? Like, why am I gonna be taking? I'm like, and he says, he's like, like I think he says like mi amor, like my love, like he's an American citizen. Mm-hmm. What is he gonna get in Mexico? He's already that. used to all of this. He, and the, he's a baby, and right? Like, so he's still not used to all of this. But, mm-hmm. like, the entire point was, like, why are we going to take him away from something that w- his other siblings had? Because the entire, mm-hmm. like, scene was, like, we gave our kids all of this stuff. And why are we going to do something different with him? Right? Why are we going to give him such a low life when his siblings had all of this? Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a really tough decision for her. Like, you can really yes. see the pain in her eyes. She was mm-hmm. like, yeah. She was like, why? And she, she made a lot of excuses, like you would hear, like from others. She was like, no, um, I'll like I'll get a job, I'll work, and then the dad would bring up, okay, who's gonna take care of him then? We're both gonna be working. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll work at night. You take care of him like that, and then at the end, the dad's like, we can't do that to him. Why are we gonna be ta- ruining his life doing that? Mm-hmm. And, and it's a very heartbreaking scene. And you really see at the end how like she's trembling, giving him mm-hmm. to his siblings, and you really hear like. You really hear it in her voice, mm-hmm. and like the camera movement, just like it kind of like accentuates yeah. that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and this like the scene, and then going back to like the scene, mm-hmm. um, they they mention uh, Lucia, right? Because she's like the oldest daughter, and and she the mom says like, can you like if Lucia were to have gotten pregnant at fifteen, we would have yes. been so disappointed at her. We would have we would have said all this stuff to her, right? So why are we doing this to her? Why are we giving her the responsibility of a kid? If if she were to un, if she were to have gotten have credit, if she were to if she were the one to have gotten pregnant, we would we would have been so disappointed at her. So why are we giving her this kid to raise if it's not her job? And it's very heartbreaking. And then when you see the mom actually giving off Rafa to the kids, she doesn't give it to Lucia. She gives it to Beto. And I think that's where you really see how the mom, like, the mom really knows her kids. Because out of all the five, Vito, 
And even Veto says, like, you know what, like, I'm, I'm bad at everything, but at least I can take care of a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's where you see, like, how the mother knows, like, okay, you know what, I know this is good, like, this, like, Lucia is going to be good for this. Like, I know this is going to impact Lucia a lot more. And then Veto, and it's not that she hands it to Veto, Veto opens her, like, his arms to get to Rafa, because he understands that's his responsibility. Like, he understands, okay, you know what? I'll do this. And it also shows kind of like that transference of like responsibility. Mm-hmm. How like with the like um, missing spot of their parents, they they had to fill it up somehow. Mm-hmm. Someone had to step up, and that had happened to be like Emilio. Mm-hmm. And and from the very first scene, like the first scene, it's Emilio, and then you mm-hmm. see Emilio like making out with this girl. He doesn't know the name of the girl, got it all messed up, and then the girl offers like, hey, you know what? Let's have let's have some fun time later tonight. He's like, okay, bet, like, we'll do it. Um, and you, and then this whole episode, you see quick character development with Emilio mm-hmm. because you see him from the beginning, like, being so responsible, a party person, like, living away from his family, skipping, like, family dinner to at the end of the whole episode, um, moving back in with his, with his siblings, selling his condo or his studio, whatever he mm-hmm. had, and taking charge of the restaurant. Yes. You really see him, like, towards the end, you really see him go in and try to learn everything like his dad did even though it wasn't his choice he just tries to fill in the father figure and tries to make everything right and like you really see like um towards the end um you see him try to learn everything his parents did just to like help his siblings and even then like the relationship of like the children also changes like throughout the story since like in the beginning like they got along fairly well and then like after like the whole deportation happened of the parents like some like some of the kids like wanted to take charge more and that kind of caused a conflict between all of them like they thought like why do you have a right to tell me what to do and here you really um you really see lucia is really having a hard time trying to take this because she brings up no mommy and papi are going to come back and um She's just having a really hard time to accept it. To really, like, process everything. Because from the very beginning, she always had the hope. She was, from the last second, um, saying, um, like, Lucia from the beginning was, like, a very good girl and everything. Mm -hmm. And then once the whole, like, the whole, like, thing with her parents getting, like, arrested and attained and, like, deportation being an option, um she begins to rebel and you really see it like you mm-hmm. see her at school like messing around with like um like teachers like cussing at them and it's it's, it's a very it's a very mm-hmm. quick like it's a switch like mm-hmm. like it turned on because yeah. of something like that and you see that with her and you mm-hmm. see that um with veto and val like veto was doing not really so, bad like he was doing bad at school right but then once like the deportation happened he didn't stop going to school because mm-hmm. he was at the restaurant mm-hmm. with that with Val and you see Val like a very good student right like she would go to school every day and then she couldn't go to school because she was too busy being at the restaurant trying to figure everything out she was trying to like um oh sorry um (laughs) having like um she was just trying to like help um do the economic part of the restaurant she tried to um she had like a calculator with her and everything and she tried to um make the um payments payments and try to like organize everything with the money with the little money they had from saved up yeah like um the the scene where you see her doing that like doing the account like accounting and everything for the Mm -hmm. business um it's bit like um one of the workers was like telling Vito like oh um 
this person isn't showing up and Vito's like why is this busy like why is no one taking them and then that's where Vito kind of realizes like oh like I need to take initiative like yeah. no one's taking initiative and then that's where he asked Val like okay Val can you do this mm-hmm. and then like this part was like funny because Val was like what are you gonna do without me and Val is like oh like three no I'm like four four, four years younger, younger than them and yeah. like she does the same amount of math as he does like mm-hmm. he should be doing even better yeah even better <laughs> um and and the whole thing like you see you see how hard it is and you see it with Rafa like Rafa's a baby right like he can't really do anything but you see that like the older siblings like are taking initiative and taking turns to like take help care take care of him mm-hmm. and they're all mm-hmm. doing their part yeah like towards the end they really come together and how Leslie said they all like take turns trying to take care of Rafa they're like all oh, one night you like they just take care of him yeah, it's an overall like decline in like the family overall. But like with every decline, like once you hit rock bottom, which I know that's mm-hmm. how they feel, like there's only one way up. Mm-hmm. Like there's only one way, then it's up. Um, so hopefully like everything. And like you really see like the character development towards the end because you see Emilio not like not only trying to take care of like the restaurant he also goes in to check on why is Beto not going to school why isn't he like doing like why isn't he doing good in school and he really um goes and tries to make things right yeah like the the entire scene where he's like talking about that like I think that's where he realizes like he's like you know what I really need to get this stuff together mm-hmm yeah, because, like, there was, like, that one part where, like, he sat down with the vice principal and, like, had to talk, like, about, like, why his, like, two siblings were doing such bad in school. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was, like, a decline in Lucia, like, when it wasn't there before. And, like, that kind of, like, was, like, a reality check for, like, Emilio. Especially when the vice president principal, like, mentions, um... Child so, protection Child services. protection, uh-huh. Yeah. That's child where services. He, child services. That's, that's where he was, like, oh, crap, I need to... I can't, like, be doing this. Like, I really need to, like, up my game. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he wants his family to stay together. Yeah. And uh, and that's, like a, like, a reality that a lot of people face. And, like, not all the cases are broadcasted for everyone to see, but every case impacts people in, like, a different way. And, like, it's always that same suffering that's seen throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not every, not every case is the same, like, as Stephanie said. Um, and when they were in court, like, they they were trying to use, like, they got a good, a really good lawyer, like, the best, like, in the state, I believe. Mm-hmm. And not even she could help, like, could help him because the law that she was really trying to use didn't, didn't work for them. Didn't work for them because they weren't a special case. And even the, the judge says, you know what, and, like, you can see it in his face and in his tone of voice. Like, he was very like heartbroken by this but he even said like you know what this isn't a special case because heartbroken isn't heartbroken isn't a special case because heart like a heart like heartbrokenness and family separation is seen throughout every case like it's common like it's sorry it's not a big thing it's not a big reason for them to stay and like they like the judge also kind of states like he has to follow the law yeah it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like that like for that specific case yeah and like the like how Leslie said, it was like the best lawyer in the state. Like the um the lawyer really tries to um, Val really goes and explains like all through like her parent like her dad helped her get through this advanced in math. He helped her and she states how she still needs her parents. She still needs them to um help her learn more. 
but like the judge he said he he can't because the law is the law yeah and heartbroken isn't really a special case because it's seen throughout every single separation yeah and the lawyer really tries like stretching out like the entire thing like she was she said <laughs> the lawyer said she said um like they they own an establishment they own a restaurant like they're in charge of so many people so many um breadwinners mm -hmm. so if you l take them away you're gonna be you're like you'll be responsible for 20 breadwinners losing their job and having to find another way to feed their families you're gonna like be responsible for five broken hearts of like children like how are they gonna raise themselves and everything like that and and it was a, it was a tough scene, but like at the end of it, like all like even I was like you know what I was like I that's that's it that's that's the law, mm -hmm. like I can't like I even as much as I would want like I really want them to like stay and everything I was like that's that's just the law like what else can you do, like there mm -hmm. really is no special reason for them to stay, like heart like being heartbroken is yeah. a common thing. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. unfortunate too because like like most of the children are U.S. citizens and to like face that like it's harsh it, it, it's a harsh reality yeah and and we all kind of like knew it was going to happen because we all knew like heartbroken isn't a special case it, and in most cases it yeah. really doesn't it really doesn't happen that immigrant parents stay mm -hmm. and and i've like i've had discussion before with you guys like about mm -hmm. immigration and everything and like with other people and the same thing i always bring up the same point like when someone undocu undocumented comes into this country or any country undocumented, the first like they always have to keep in mind that there's always a possibility that they'll leave. Like you can't really ensure that you'll be in this country forever, mm -hmm. even if you have kids, even if you have all this. Okay, you know what? Like you always have to make a plan. You always have to be ready for the worst, cause like God can just one day be like, you know what? Like sorry you're going to be here at the wrong moment and they're going to take you and, and that's just that's just reality like things happen for a reason and as heartbreaking as they are um you learn a lot of valuable things from these situations and how leslie was saying um one day you'll you won't be here and what a lot of like hispanic communities do is what they um, do first is build their home yeah. in mexico because mm -hmm. that's their backup in case something happens that's just like they're back up because they know one day they won't be able to come back and it's like essentially like trading in peace of mind for opportunity mm -hmm. and like trading like in like that that kind of like opportunity to like succeed in life and grant that money and like give a better life for your kids and for the family like left behind and trading in kind of like that constant fear that like one day you're just gonna be gone Mm -hmm. And and I feel like a lot of family, a lot of immigrant families don't really have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like they don't really mm -hmm. sit down because they don't want to talk about it because yeah. it's like tab taboo. Would it's that be the right process. word? Mm -hmm. and it's hard to process, and they don't want to jinx it. They don't want to jinx it by like talking about it and then the next day mm -hmm. like deported. Um, and I I just feel like the family immigrant families should really just have the conversation about like you know what what if this happens this is our plan. Like be like just to reassure everyone. Like like um, God willing, this stuff doesn't happen to a lot. Like it doesn't happen as often. Like from now on, to immigrant families. Mm -hmm. But if it does happen for immigrant families, to at least have the conversation about like you know what, this could happen, and this is your plan. Mm -hmm. This is what's gonna happen. And party of five kind of like brought that in. Yeah. Like that real life experience that like 
not a lot of people get to see the true depths of. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it was an eye-opener, this mm-hmm. entire series. It really opens your eyes and makes you it really think. Because it's easy to like read something and kind of like get a brief overview of what it is, but like it's something completely different to actually like see the true like impact that it has on every single person yeah. that like is involved with like a family separation case. Yeah, and like we all see this like on social media or on the news, but like Party of Five really did like it really helped with the emotional to it and like the psychological because you really see you really see it up close. It really helped bring a spotlight to the um, actual impact, like from every, like everything, like how you said, like psychologically, like it brings everything yeah. to light, everything, and it does it in such a really good way that it's 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 just a really good series, and the first episode really helps bring the viewer like to stay and continue watching, and hopefully. Um, you as our listener like decide to watch the first episode and look at the series and are able to educate yourself about a a very common thing here in the United States mm-hmm. that's happening mm-hmm. daily hourly and yeah. all we can really say is watch the first episode <laughs> try it out it really really does give you an overview on how like a lot of um, immigrant families feel at like like at this current moment probably, or like um, how some felt when this actually happened to them. It, it really just gives you like an overall view, psychological, physical, everything. It gives you like the reasons why, like that one, like those emotions that everyone feels. And like, that's kind of like what brought me into like the series, having to like see that one trailer where like it shows like the like true, like- That trailer, yeah. that one trailer made me cry. And you know, <laughs> and that's why I was like, I gotta watch this. And it not just only brings like, like the immigrant point of view. It also brings out like, the actual like the law, and all of that. Yeah, the the entire series, it's not biased at all. No, right? It's mm-hmm. not. It's not like oh no, like why are you gonna do this? That like oh like, like the government is like twisting everything. No, no. It, like it gives you a straight point of view. Like and okay, it gives you, know, you the reasons why yeah. everything is happening. Like. It gives you different viewpoints from teachers, from like, from other students, from friends, from family. It mm-hmm. just gives like the whole, the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you decide to watch the first episode. Yeah. Um, we extremely recommend it. Yeah, it's a five out of five. Five out of five. Cinco estrellas. Cinco estrellas. <laughs> Cinco estrellas. Um, yeah. And yeah, like no matter what ethnicity you are, we really, really recommend it. It's really good. Yeah, and it, it's an eye opener. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an eye opener. Even if you don't agree with all certain things that we said throughout the podcast, mm-hmm. it's you just you can just watch it. And you can have your own opinion on it and voice it mm-hmm. out. But I just suggest you watch it. And if you still think the way you do, then respect. Like, and when you when you watch decision. it, make sure you have like a, a box of tissues with uh, you. Box of tissues, <laughs> bar of chocolates. Box cause of, of, yeah, because um, it hits home. Make sure you're prepared. Yeah, because it's it's really good. I cried a lot. Me too. But <laughs> I cried a lot. Hopefully, you enjoyed our podcast. This is our second episode, and we we just discussed uh, the first episode so of Party of Five, and hopefully, you liked it. And if you liked it, we'll be continuing on doing reviews, hopefully in the future. Mm-hmm. So, hope you enjoyed. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it too. Any last final comments? Well. St-
stay tuned into our <laughs> third <tuned>. episode. <laughs> um, it probably won't be as depressing as it is right now. Probably not. <laughs> probably, probably not. not but um, we might be reviewing a different episode mm. or no 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 a different um series series yeah or like if you like these series reviews then we'll keep on doing this and if not then we'll try out some new things but from now on we'll just be experimenting and seeing Mm -hmm. what exactly works what doesn't work and hopefully you enjoyed this entire episode um and our discussions and hopefully you are able to have these type of discussions with people and it's it's very it's a very Mm -hmm. nice thing to do and we hope you guys have a very good day and stay tuned for our next episode for our third episode third episode Dream Big Mija! Woo!